Good morning. Welcome back to Antinomian Audiobooks podcast. I figured since it's early morning and getting things together for the day, it would be nice to read one canto from Spaciousness. Again, Keith Dauman's translation of Lang Chenpa's Precious Treasury of the Dharmadhatu. So this is uh, an ancient uh, Dzogchen scripture, or tre the treasury are these kind of uh, found old scriptures. Canto 7, Spontaneity. Introductory. Some readers may have difficulty with the usage of the word spontaneity in both translation and commentary. This is probably due to the intellect's demand for logical consistency in the description of experience in space-time. How can a flow or a continuum be spontaneous? Answer, it is not the flow that is spontaneous, it is every moment of awareness that is spontaneously cognizant. Awareness, then, is evinced in an endless series of discrete moments? No, because a delusive dualism of subjective awareness and objective space-time is the structure of analysis, and that duality is not a valid description of how we experience the now. In the timeless blip of awareness in the now, no distinction is made between the subjective and the objective aspect. All that we know in the awareness in the now is the spontaneity. To expand that term into spontaneous presence is to indulge the tendency to reify the spontaneity that never crystallizes into a thing or a presence. Pure presence, where presence is emptiness, although emptiness is inseparable from form, is an alternate way of saying spontaneity. In this canto, Long Chenpa emphasizes the inescapable coincidence of spontaneity in the now. Spontaneity is the sole attribute, or a non-attributable verbal counter, of the now. And insofar as the now is the only thing we get, all we have ever got, and the only thing that the future will bring, it appears that spontaneity is the essential legacy of human embodiment and the nature of the great perfection. Insofar as the now is with us from conception to our last gasp, spontaneity is the nature of our being, or at least the nature of all our experience. Buddhists like to define spontaneity in terms of the trikaya, the three Buddha bodies, or the three dimensions of being. And Lung Chenpa follows that analytical division of ineffable, inconceivable spontaneity, not only in this canto. The simplest way and most common way of designating the three kayas 
in the Dzogchen view is to define Dharmakaya as emptiness, Sambhogakaya as clarity, and Nirmanakaya as radiance. Longchenpa elaborates the Dharmakaya in terms of the now. In luminous mind is the unremitting sameness of pure presence, and relaxation in the here and now reveals it. Simply leaving appearances alone reveals the clarity of the Sambhogakaya. The radiance that is the Nirmanakaya is non-crystallizing display, which is a pervasive matrix. It is a magical display of wish-fulfilling qualities and appropriate activity. Allowing the sediment to settle, quote, reveals that aspect. So given the Dharmakaya as unchanging, unreferenced, and all-pervasive, internal and external visions, all life forms, are the Sambhogakaya, and the Nirmanakaya is like naturally occurring reflection. In the moment that we recognize the vastness of our own potential, it is still our habit patterns and the tendencies that will continue to create the personality that informs our consciousness and our experience. Yet within that experience lies the spaciousness and awareness that transcend it. If we identify with the karmic winds upon which our habit patterns ride, then our activity is instinctual. If we identify with the spaciousness of the moment, provided courtesy of our karmic propensities, then our activity will be spontaneous. If we hang openly in the now, then Lost in non-dual awareness, our experience will be spontaneity itself. The difference between instinctual and spontaneous, as it is used here, is the freedom in the latter from attachment to the objective field that karmic tendencies have provided us. The difference is the reifying clutch. Spontaneity itself as a denominator of non-dual awareness indicates that perfectly appropriate activity is arising from the luminous nature of mind, free of any personal karmic tendency. In modern English usage, the verb to reify generally signifies a positive move out of the amorphous night of abstraction or non-existence into the light of day, into reality, where a sensorially perceptible object can be named and identified. The root of the nasty Latinate word reification is res, R-E-S, the Latin word for a thing. So reification means thingification. In Zogchen, this implies the process of turning an aspect of an experience of non-duality into this, that, or some other thing.
the objects in the sensory fields are reified as they are objectified. In the instance of a visual perception, simultaneous with application of a label that defines a mass of nebulous color as a shape to be recognized as an entity out there. That apparent external thing seems separate and distinct from the entity in here that reifies, objectifies, labels, and perceives it. The mind that reifies is the intellect that grasps at objects out there, attempting to seize them and own them by clinging to them. But the intellect, the functional mind, can reify itself and treat it as an object by the dualistic consciousness that lies at the bottom of this alienating procedure, it assumes the status of a discrete entity or an island surrounded by a threatening sea. Two mountaineers scale high peaks in close proximity, but they are separated by a bottomless canyon, and recognizing in each other a similar species, they can but wave to each other the tragedy of the human predicament in samsara. Alienated, dualistic consciousness is resolved by the simple recognition of the unitary nature of the ground of being and the illusory emanations that arise out of it. The ancient Judeo-Christian duality of man and God can be resolved in the same way, if only the priesthood sanctioned it. Regardless of the self-interest and narrowness of the priesthood, that duality is resolved in those for whom religious and linguistic convention is overtaken, because in the Dzogchen view, resolution is a natural function of being, and the unitary, non-dual condition is the natural condition. The emanations of luminous mind are denominated creativity, and as creative potential, they remain identical to the luminous mind from which they cannot stray. But when creativity evolves into display, although that display may be recognized as its primordial nature and becomes a moving picture of Buddha fields, unless the adornment is experientially understood as inseparable from the luminous mind out of which it originated, if it is reified, it becomes adornment sensory decoration. No matter at which level dualistic perception is resolved, it is resolved in a field of sameness where creativity, display, and ornamentation are all perceived as the smoothness of a truly unitary reality. Longchenpa takes this exposition of spontaneity as the moment to reinforce the precept of non-action. 
Spontaneity is the nature of luminous mind, and insofar as spontaneity ceaselessly provides the pure presence of the now, there is no need to do anything. Any activity designed to facilitate or expedite the recognition of pure presence is counterproductive. Any meditative or yogic action is superfluous. Any effort is interference with an innate process. It is not so much a matter of if it's not broken, don't fix it, but more if you try to fix what isn't broken, you'll break it. We are already at the destination, so don't take the train. (laughs) We are not going anywhere. If we have conceived of a destination, we should think again. Concerted action and effort preemptively constrain us. Intervention, no matter how benign, is disruption. Spontaneity itself is the wish-granting agent. It provides the unity of samsara and nirvana. Don't interfere with natural spontaneity. Don't even look. If you need to pretend that you are not looking with your hands in front of your eyes, close your eyes and avoid the temptation to glance through the chinks between your fingers. The wish-fulfilling gem is the fruition of Dzogchen. Now for the canto itself. Spontaneity. Within luminous mind, everything is the spontaneity of the now. The transmission of luminous mind occurs as natural spontaneity. It is the immediate fulfillment at the summit of Mount Meru, the most exalted, supreme, sovereign, existential modality. When we reach the summit of a towering mountain, the lands below are visible at a glance. From below, the ambience at the peak is unknown. Likewise, at the Vajra heart of Maha-Ati, in the apex approach, all values are clearly apparent, while from the lower approaches, the peak is invisible. It is the peak experience that is spontaneity. Spontaneity is the miraculous wish-fulfilling gem that, in its very nature, will provide merely by the asking, although it is not so for dilettantish people. The trikaya is the spontaneity in the Vajra heart, for Buddha is already accomplished in its quiescent spaciousness. Without the need of any effort or practice, therein lies its greatness. In the lower approaches, stressful discrimination is applied, yet nothing is accomplished for eons, despite desperate neurosis. 
in the now, luminous mind, the unremitting sameness of pure presence, left alone just as it is, the wide-open spacious reality that is our dharmakaya nature, the sameness of a pristine matrix, present in all but recognized only by the fortunate few, simply by relaxing into it, its innate disposition is revealed. As all pervasive natural clarity, spontaneity is the Samboga Kaya, present in all, it is the homeland seen only by a few, letting alone whatever manifest divulges it. The non-crystallizing display, the Nirmanakaya, is again a pervasive matrix, present everywhere, shining, clear at its inception. It is a magical display of wish-fulfilling qualities and appropriate activity, and the matrix of immaculate intrinsic presence is like that, like water when the sediment has settled, natural purity revealed. Alpha pure experience cannot be found by conscious search, for the Buddha high shines in a self-sprung matrix. We need not work for it, we have it already. Its inherent greatness is the vision of the reality matrix. Do not strive for what is inescapable spontaneity. The ground of the now gratuitous ground that is the ground that is the luminous heart. Since we can never separate from our own nature, we cannot move from the pure presence of the clear light matrix. The reason that everything is perfected by simply letting it be resides in the indomitable master that is fivefold pristine awareness physical, energetic, mental, qualitative, and active perfection, each fivefold. All this is the original Buddha, the spontaneity of the vast primordial matrix. Do not search elsewhere. Buddha is already right here. The luminous Dharmakaya of Buddha, moreover, can be nothing other than immutable sameness. And since it is the spontaneity of this very self-sprung space, don't search for it, don't practice it, let go of spiritual ambition. Since the sentient being's self-sprung awareness in the now remains as spontaneity in the uncontrived, unsought dharmakaya, without refusal or approval, enter into this spaciousness. At the core that is unmoving, unthought, ubiquitous sameness, the vast matrix, the ground of being, furnishes inbuilt meaning. As immutable, ever-present Buddha in Buddha fields, we are instantly and innately empowered as Buddha. The universe is spontaneously liberated and perfect in the now, so do not strive to make alteration 
everything is already perfect, everything unfolding as supreme, all-accomplishing spontaneity. <clears throat> so, I really enjoyed that canto. I hope you did too. If you are interested in Dzogchen, I suggest going back to the beginning of my readings. I apologize if they're a little bit uh, sporadically placed as far as there are two antinomian audiobooks channels, which I guess I need to rectify. And also you can find more of my readings on BitChute. And there are other books there. Uh, I'll be reading Spaciousness here and also um, Yoga, Immortality and Freedom by Mircha Eliade here. And uh, some of the more controversial content is on my BitChute channel. So yeah, I really like this podcast format and chatting at you a little bit. And I'll continue uh, tomorrow morning with my reading from Spaciousness, the radical Zog Chen of the Vajra Hearts, Longchenpa's Precious Treasury of the Dharmadhatu, translation and commentary by Keith Dowman. Have a great day. Namaste.